fascinating, interesting debate show is live in the huddle. When I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world, that we have an episode today, I don't mean it exactly in those direct terms. An episode, of course. No, you know what? This is an episode. And it is the next episode of In the Huddle. But it's a special episode. It's an episode, episode, episode. It's one of those shows. When I tell you we got a lot on our plate today, we got a lot. Thanks to the NFL. Yes, you saw it. I saw it too. You know, I was over there babysitting my niece. Salute to her. And, you know, I had the TV on NFL Network on mute while I was babysitting, flipping back and forth between the NFL Network and Marsha and the Bear and Carrius George. Flipping back and forth, right? Then I landed on the NFL Network. Once again, TV's on mute. My, my niece is asleep, right? And... I see a, a, a thing under the TV, like, you know, one of those things that, you know, when you get news, whoop, right under the thing. And I see Russell Wilson is traded to Denver. When I tell you it was like I saw a ghost, it was like I saw a ghost. I had to kind of like check my eyes. Yo, Lil, are we seeing things right now? Nah, I wasn't seeing things. First of all, the real Lil can see. I got good eyesight. I got the eyes of a cat. I saw what I saw, and I saw it correctly. Oh, man. Russell Wilson is a Denver Bronco. Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. We got a lot of things to go on. And one thing I would advise people, don't gamble. <laughs> don't gamble. Please don't gamble, especially when you're an athlete. Don't gamble. It's not good to gamble, brother. We got a whole lot to talk about here on the show. And I got some boys in the huddle to talk about it, debate about it. This is a debate show. The debate with me on these various topics. Just a few announcements before I introduce these fellas. Our co-host, Zach, will be out till early April, as he will be doing some March Madness work. And, you know, we love having that guy on. We love his intel. We love what he do. But he'll go and take a couple weeks off. He got prior commitments. Obviously, a big college basketball phenom, and he's going to be doing some college basketball work. So he will be joining us back in this huddle in early April. But we do have help on the way, and help is here. Zay, our third co-host, will be taking his spot. We also got our Can You Dig Sports colleague, James, in the building, who will be co-hosting the show with us once a week, along with Freddie co-hosting in the huddle on Mondays, per usual. And we also got our correspondent coach helping us out, and he will be making an appearance on this show later on in the segments. So we got a lot of help. We got a lot of depth. We're rocking the four-man rotation today. Right now, three-man till Coach get in here. And we got a lot to say, a lot of topics, as I alluded to. And it's time for me to introduce my co-host. Starting with Zay. How you feeling? I apologize, Jimmy, now. Everything's good now? Like the Verizon, man, brother. Hey, man, my bad. I didn't mean to mute myself. But, you know, some people in this world, like Aaron Rodgers, needs to mute himself when things are going his way. He needs to cut it out. Man, that man just got a contract still talking about, yeah, the contract is not what you say it is. Don't worry about it. It'll come on a later, later date. I think he's a co-host or a show or something, man. You would thought he was going to be on tonight's show talking about his contract. 
And then even when he gets his contract, the biggest contract in almost in QB NFL history, he's still not the biggest news. My God, Russ Wilson taking over. And that's what I love to hear. That's what I love to see. But you know, I'm always great. It's always paradise. You see how I'm feeling right now. I am on a thousand. And I can't wait to talk about this. Jimmy, talk to us. How you feeling today? Dude, I'm feeling the same as you, boy. I'm literally on cloud nine right now. I already did three segments of my show for tonight. By the way, you should listen to it every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern time. But the first segment I did was on these two topics right here. I'm on cloud nine. I cannot wait to dive more into this. Boys, I can't wait anymore. Let's just dive right into this, shall we? Yes, sir. Shall we take this dance? I want to take this dance. Listen, these fellas are amped up today. What the hell you think I am? I am amped up too. And as a debate show, we need to make everything clear. Everybody will get a chance to go at it first. We got four topics. We got four guys. Coach will be joining us. Everybody will have the opportunity to kick it off and start us off. And also, you know, I just say in the spirit of debate, no cutting nobody off. Everybody got their, their, their moments where they got to go and, and do their thing. And we're going to rebuttal. This is the huddle. And it's time to begin with our first topic. Yes, staying in the NFL here. We're going to be ranking our three biggest winners and losers of the NFL mega trades and deals that we saw yesterday with Rodgers and Wilson. So between the Rodgers and the Wilson moves, who are the three biggest winners in order? And three biggest losers in order. So, as coach is coming into the building, before we even jump, he came in the nick of time. Before we even get there, and I pass the mic, we got coach. You know, right now, you know how Zoom is. Zoom supposed to be fast. Zoom means fast, but Zoom is acting slow. We got coach. We got father coach. You know what, what I'm up, saying? Coach. Coach, how you doing, man? Congratulations, brother. Thank yeah, you. congratulations. Thank you, gentlemen. How's, how's, how's everyone doing? Doing all right, man. Can't complain. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm good, 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 good. You know, he's joining us on in the huddle today, so can we talk some football with you guys today? Nah, definitely. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, I'm sorry. Go nah, he's going to be a huddle member soon when he gets older. What's his name? Malachi. Malachi. Oh, That's wow. a Bible. That's I a like biblical that. name. That's yes, a biblical sir. name. Yes, sir. I'm just glad Coach came in with assistant coach and we had to rock out the show, man. That's what I just Hell see. yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Zay. Let's go. <laughs> Definitely. We got a spot for him when he gets older, man. You hear we that? Definitely got a spot for him. We got a spot for you, Papo. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, man. Wow, there's a lot to talk about. We was just about to kick it off, so I'm going to reiterate the topic question. Ranking our three biggest winners and losers of the NFL Mega Rodgers and Wilson deals. Um, okay. Zay, I know you got a lot to say on this, so take the reins. Start off with your three biggest winners, and then we'll go around the panel. Then we'll do losers reverse order. All right. Um, I think we're gonna rank the biggest winners, the three biggest winners uh, this weekend. Number one, I'm going with uh, Aaron Rodgers, getting paid 50 million a year. That's a big contract. That's a huge contract to say the least. You know, biggest if anything. So the man, you know, was talking about it throughout the entire season about his situation in Green Bay. He was talking about the the turmoil that was in that that um, front office. He, he was talking about many different things this entire season. That's one thing Aaron Rodgers was doing was talking a lot this season. And you know, I think this contract finally made him quiet down a little bit because that that was something that was huge. I think this contract was the only reason, if in my opinion, was the reason why he came back to Green Bay. 
You know, I think that was something that was enticing, something that gave him a boost of energy and it gave him that sense of insurance that even if things don't go well in Green Bay, even if I don't win a championship, I got 50 million a year coming in the bank and I know, oh, I think 153 guaranteed. So I know I got 153 million guaranteed coming in my account and I'm gonna be happy regardless because I'm making all of that money. Very similar to my boy Russell Westbrook, who's not playing so well, but the money coming in and he ain't that mad about losing games because he know that money is gonna be in his account at the end of the season. Um, number two, I'm going with Denver Broncos. Um, I'm, I'm mixing in Broncos and Russell Wilson at number two because Wilson wanted to get out of Seattle. Um, there's a lot of reports coming out now, but we knew for the last season and a half, two seasons, Seattle was not the destination Russell Wilson wanted to be in. They weren't winning games. The team was deteriorating in front of our eyes as we speak, even though they have some talented receivers out there. And we know Russell Wilson as a quarterback is a top five talent in the league as a, in quarterback positions. I mean, you could argue he's top six, but top five in my opinion. The guys, the guys in the league quarterback, you put them in uh, Denver with a good defense, a really great defense, top three last season, and um, they they made the trade. It was a, it was a haul. They just said at least they had to get rid of Shelby Harris, a lot of picks. But I think this trade, they needed a quarterback. And I was saying it before off air. If Russell Wilson, I mean, if the Denver Broncos got at least an above average quarterback, they could be a playoff team. They didn't need Russell Wilson as a uh, talent, but they got Russell Wilson as a talent. So they're definitely a playoff team going into, into um, this season. And they might even take over the division if Russell Wilson shows out the way he could show out. Because that's how big of a big time this team was. Remember, without a good quarterback, with a terrible quarterback, this team was 7-10. and 10. So now Russell Wilson, I, I got them winning 13 games. But, you know, we'll talk about that down a lot. Russell Wilson is big time, and I think it's only going to improve dividends for both Denver Broncos and the um, <clears throat> and Russ Wilson. The third winner, um, I would have to say, is Drew Locke. Drew Locke over there, he's going to Seattle. He has an opportunity to play with Tyler Locke and DK Metcalf. So now he has the opportunity to really show he's a starting quarterback in his league. Now it's going to be a, a QB battle between him and Geno Smith. I don't know if Geno's going to be healthy at the time. But right now with Drew Locke's position to lose and in Seattle. This guy, he's, he's talking about he's a starting QB. He was playing behind Teddy Bridgewater. Now you have two elite receivers. Let's see what you can do. Because now there's no complaints. You can't complain anymore at this point when you have those two lethal receivers on both sides. You know, Drew Locke can say other things before. We know what Drew Locke can do. we all seen it. But he believes he's a starting quarterback. He has the opportunity to show that in Seattle. You know, Seattle, we understand that Seattle is, is not, like I said, they're not a good football team right now. They weren't playing inspiring football last season. But if you're an inspired quarterback... You have to show that you could do something with some talent on that team because they do have talent on offense. But Drew Locke believes he's a starter. Let's see what you can do. So those are my three winners in order. Aaron Rodgers, Devin Broncos, slash Russ, Drew Locke. It's funny that you brought up Drew Locke and him potentially competing with Geno Smith. Now, there's a pizza spot in Long Island called Geno's that I go to. And I can tell you the owner of that Geno spot has a better shot of winning that spot if he were to be in the NFL than Geno Smith. James, talk to me, brother. What's your list? Biggest winners. The same exact list as Zay. I agree with every single thing that he said. Wow. But let me just let, let me just add on here to all three that you just said, Zay, if I can. First of all, with Aaron Rodgers, I'm very happy that he's getting his money. Finally, now we can actually shut the hell up for once and go out there and play football. But let me say this. If the Packers do not 
win a Super Bowl within these four years? All this talk that he was trying to get us all to make headlines about will be for nothing. Absolutely nothing. You need to go out there, in my opinion, you need to win at least one more, maybe two more Super Bowls. If you want to be in the conversation of being one of the GOATs of all time, if you want to be up there with the likes of Montana, maybe not Brady because Brady's in a class of his own, you want to be up there with like Big Ben, Eli, whoever. If you want to be in the conversation with one of the GOATs, win one, maybe two more Super Bowls. That's all I want to say about Aaron Rodgers. So I agree with you there. He's getting his money. I'm happy for the guy. And hey, I'll be the first to admit I was dead wrong. I thought he was going to be a Denver Bronco week one along with Devontae Adams, but I was dead wrong, and I'm so happy to be wrong. I'm happy that he's back with the Packers. Although, you don't have to go on Twitter and say, I'll be back with the Packers next season that the contract was inaccurate. Dude, we all know it's accurate. You just want to create headlines again. So, that's the thing with Aaron Rodgers. Now, as it pertains to Russell Wilson and the Broncos, I'm with you, man. Look, Russell Wilson, to me, look, I understand that there was all this talk about, oh, well, there was no, there was no, no interest in trading Russell Wilson. Well, what made you change your mind? Did, did he say something you didn't like? Was there a change in management that they saw something that they wanted? Look, look Seattle got a haul back. They got an absolute haul. You're talking like, what, 10 players total, including the draft picks? I mean, come on, what are we talking about here? Seattle, Seattle's in a great spot. Not to go off topic here, because I know we're talking about Denver here, but Seattle's in a great spot because, and we're going to get to Drew Lock in a little bit, but they have now the opportunity to build around Drew Lock. But again, I'll get more on that in a little bit. But as far as Russell Wilson goes, Zay, I'll take it a step further. Not only do I think they're going to make the playoffs, I think they got a chance to win a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson. I really, really do. Because you really think about it. Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton is their best wide receiver, right? They have the weapons. Melvin Gordon's still a service of a running back. Denver's O-line is decent enough. It, it's good enough for him. It's, it's at least better than Seattle's O-line. He's got the pieces around him. They, like you said, they didn't need Russell Wilson. They could have got out with... They could have gone with somebody um, like maybe maybe Marcus Mariota as like a dark horse quarterback pick. I'm not saying they would have gotten him, but still, you could have gone with somebody like that. But the fact that you got a Super Bowl champion in Russell Wilson, who, by the way, beat down the Broncos in the Super Bowl with Seattle, mind you. People tend to forget that. I was back in 2014 at MetLife Stadium. And now what? when I say beat down, and I mean literally beat them down so now this is russell wilson's opportunity to go out there and get denver their first super bowl since they won it with peyton manning back in 2015 that's with russell wilson now as far as drew lock he was not good in denver he, he just wasn't let's just call it like it is he wasn't good in denver but now that he's in seattle look can i just say this he's gonna get the starting job because look we all know what Geno Smith is. Geno Smith ain't a good quarterback. I mean, really, at this point, 
Geno Smith would probably better off working at that pizza place that Leo mentioned earlier. I mean, what are we talking about here? Seriously. But no. Geno's brother and Goldie. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Leo. But no. Look, Drew Locke, I'm actually happy for the kid. I really, really am. Because this is a fresh start for him. And like I said earlier, Seattle's actually in a much better spot than people think. I don't think they're going to be, like, all-world good. Like... I don't think they're going to make the playoffs next year, but at least this season, you can say that they have a boatload of picks. Yes, they got rid of they got rid of a couple of key guys, including Bobby Wagner, which was a huge, huge surprise there. I don't, I don't know why they got rid of him, but their defense is still decent enough. You know, their tight end spot is good. They still have DK Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. Drew Locke has people to work with. This is a huge opportunity for him to get a fresh start and for him to go out there and prove that he actually can be a good quarterback in this league. Wow. So I'm about to head over to Coach right now. You know, Coach, it came to me. Malachi. I'm not sure if that's a biblical name. I remember the name from a movie called Children of the Corn. Well, the leader yes, yes. was Malachi. Right, but we're not going to classify, you know, your son in that category. I would say more like the leader of something good, you know, leading the people, leading us out of bondage, you know, where we still are here. You know, I can see that leadership skills over here. So, Coach, talk to me. Biggest winners, who do you think they are? I mean, the biggest winner was definitely the Denver Broncos yesterday. How I view that situation, I view it like, you know, they're trying to duplicate the, the, the L.A. Rams. You know, they give up a lot of assets, you know, in, in, in trying to win now. You know, I believe, you know, with a new head coach, you know, a solid, you know, they, they had a pretty solid defense last year. You know, those ranked third in, you know. I think it was um, third in um, scoring or something like that or stopping some, you know, not letting the other team score. I think Coach um, Wi-Fi blew out. Coach, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I believe that, you know, I believe that, you know, by them, they were just a quarterback away. You know, Drew Luck, he was not the guy for them, for me. I see why they end up giving Teddy Bridgewater the starting quarterback position, but Bridgewater, he's not the it guy. He's more of a system guy, like, you know, he's just good enough just to keep them in the game. But to close out the game, you know, he was he, he was not the guy at all. And I just believe that right now, shoot, with the Bron- in the situation that the Broncos in, they was like, hey, we're just a quarterback away from being contenders. And now it's only, you know, not, you know, not only that they're back in being relevant again, but you know, they're going to give the Chief a run for their money in the um, in the in the AFC West. Number two, um, they're definitely playoff contenders. I believe so. If not the number one seed, probably the number two seed. And number three, I, I truly believe that. You know, I actually believe that they could go. They could go all the way to the Super Bowl, and I just believe that this was a win-now situation. So the new general manager of Denver, he did an awesome job in you know in pulling the trigger on that deal. I believe that you know he knew Rodgers was not going to come to Denver, so I do believe the backup plan was Wilson. But um, I believe that they kind of gave up too much per se i would understand the picks but you know give up some quality assets like no offense i do believe no offense was was still vital to that denver's offense in my you know in my opinion even though he hasn't been healthy with them so but overall i still think that you know that was my best trade 
was the Denver Broncos trade, trading for Wilson. Number two, I have to go with Aaron Rodgers. For the past couple of seasons, you know, he's been going on the media, going on a rant, talking about he doesn't want to be in Green Bay no more. I want to take my time to elsewhere. For me, he was unhappy. So now that Green Bay gave him the bag, dropped the bag on him, you know what I mean by drop the bag, you know, give him $150 guaranteed money for, you know, for the next four years. I do, I do believe that, you know, it's going to calm down things. Like, but right now it's up to Rodgers to win a Super Bowl now within those four years in Green Bay. So that was the next best thing that happened. And lastly, um, I'll say Seattle, man. Seattle. I just believe right right now Seattle is just in that real build, in that real building stage. Um, I believe that they did got a lot of asset in in return. I believe that I'm not saying they're going to be contenders right away per se, but within the next few years, I do believe that there's going to be some some form of progress being made with them. So, you know, those three right there were my favorite three trades. You know, within the last two days. Wow. I mean. I'm going to be a little bit more creative on my end with the three biggest winners. At number three, I'm going to go with quarterbacks that are ready to sign extensions. You know, I think Rodgers, he set the market high. Now there's a new goalpost for agents to hit now. Now there's a new goalpost that Aaron Rodgers set the ball high. Now you can classify Rodgers in this exact category if you want because he got paid like Zay said, no matter what happens, win or lose, or playing the fool, he still got his bag, and he's still good money. So any quarterback, Kyler Murray, you know, there's a lot of talk with him and his attitude and his persona on the football field. He's going to get his bag, whether it be in Arizona or whether it be somewhere else. He will get his bag. You saw Cliff Kingsbury, the coach, got extended to 2027. I expect Kyler Murray to be that next guy to get paid. Lamar Jackson's of the world. I expect him to ink and ink big. All right, being taken care of because of what he means to that Ravens offense. So quarterbacks that are signing extensions, that's number three for me. Those are the biggest winners. Kyler, Lamar Jackson, etc. At number two, I'm going to go Broncos wide receivers. You know, and you can classify the Broncos along with that in totality. But Broncos wide receivers, fantasy and real life. The reason why I say so is because I always like the Broncos receiving core. But the problem is they didn't have a quarterback. So no matter how good your hands are, if somebody ain't throwing you the ball, you just ain't going to be good. Ask old Beckham Jr., Baker Mayfield, y'all remember that cat? I do, because he's trash. And he couldn't hit the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. So as soon as Odell Beckham Jr. gets on the Rams, he's looking like Odell Beckham Jr. again. How's that? Well, because his skills sank, and then it just came back overnight, and God just threw holy water on him like somebody. No, it's because he needed a quarterback. Same thing with these receivers. I was rating for that Jerry Judy breakout year. I was waiting for it, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I think with Russell Wilson, you could see it. A guy in the vertical interior of the slot. He would be a slot monster in that offense, along with Sutton that could be used on the outside. We had a breakout year his rookie season, suffered an ACL injury, and now we'll have another year to get healthy. I think fantasy numbers, these are guys that are potential top 20 players. You know, in the draft next year that you will probably want to look at now that they have themselves a quarterback who can end the ball out. Listen, no disrespect to Teddy B. I like the fact that the guy is humble, but he ain't ready to rumble. He's not that dude. 
All right, he doesn't. He lacks explosiveness. He doesn't have a strong arm. Right, it's dink and dunk. It's you know, um, handy randy, you know, almost, but no explosiveness to it. It's efficiency. Yeah, I get it. You know, you move the chains, but this is not 1999. This is not 1989. We live in 2022, the digital age. Throw the damn football down the daggone football field. Russell Wilson will be able to do that with a strong arm. Those one of the best deep balls I have ever seen in the league. He is that dude. I like the Broncos wide receivers, fantasy and real life. And I also like the Denver Broncos because they needed a quarterback, right? I don't care about the picks. Take the picks, take the cheerleaders, take the fans. I need me a quarterback to win today. Matthew Stafford won today. Tom Brady won yesterday. Patrick Mahomes won the year before. Who are those guys? Top quarterbacks. Not no daggone Drew Locke. Not no daggone Jimmy Garoppolo. I need a quarterback. I need a superstar. Russell Wilson is your guy. Oh, and by the way, you may have not known because it was years ago, but he won a Super Bowl and he got to another. That's number two for me. At number one, I got to go with the Packers. I have to go with the Packers. Listen, this pick right here, or should I say, retaining Aaron Rodgers was critical. What if Aaron Rodgers left, bro? The Packers are nowhere near the playoffs. Now, granted, they do play in the worst division of football, but even then, they would not have been the favorites in the worst division in football, right? That would have been the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, the favorite over you? That's a big drop-off, all right? They needed Aaron Rodgers to come back. Jordan Love is trash. Listen, I try not to cap the ceiling. And granted, he can still be a legit quarterback in the future when he's developed right and the team has time to develop the guy. Maybe the Atlanta Falcons need to trade for Jordan Love. Matt Ryan is done, bro. Like, granted, he'll have some flashes, but he's at the back end. He's done. He's, he should be ready to book his retirement funds, bro. Uh, you make that move, but he's not a starting quarterback right now, especially for the Green Bay Packers, who still got Devontae Adams and still was a couple games away from winning the Super Bowl. You needed Aaron Rodgers, all right? They thought they had Patrick Mahomes when they went after Jordan Love, and they realized that it wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was not, okay? So getting a guy like Aaron Rodgers to resign and locking him up long term, now you're in position to at least compete for a championship for the next couple of years. And by the way, you're in the easiest division of football. Mathematics, brother. I mean, they're going to win at least 13 games next year. At least. I don't see how they don't. They're going to win at least 13 games next year. That means they're going to be right there. So that's my three right there is the quarterbacks that or do for extensions, number three. Number two, the Broncos, wide receivers, fantasy, and real life. And number one, the Green Bay Packers. Those are my top three. Any last comments on this topic before we move on to the next? No, sir. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I think we all said our piece on this one. Definitely. I, I want to make this point about Drew Locke, though. I do want to touch on Drew Locke, right? Um, Drew Locke is a, is a decent quarterback. I think that um, in a right situation... He showed me some flashes, right? I'm not saying he's going to be top 10 of, you know, of the league, no. But what I'm saying is he's a work in progress, and I can see some of the progress. Last year, he did not turn the ball over as he did the first couple of seasons, which is improvement. Last year in that game against Kansas City, he showed a new dynamic to his game which was rushing the football. I didn't even know the guy had, you know, a mobility like that. He showed that against the Chiefs. So, you know, I think he could use that 
in a system, in a new place, in a new home, motivation. You know, you got DK Metcalf, you got Ty Lockheed, you got no offense, you got picks. I like what Seattle got out of this deal. They had to rebuild. They're going to be stuck with Russ and winning six and ten and seven games. Like, everybody else is better than that team. They needed to let Russ go. They had so much overpaid guys over there. I like the move for them, too. I like the move for Drew Locke, but he didn't make my top three. Now, let's go to the losers real quickly here. Yeah, I'll pick it up with the losers. At number three, the losers of this deal is the Raiders. They got to be the Raiders. Um, look, you have the weakest quarterback in your division now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm wow. to you. And I'm wow. not trying to disrespect Derek Carr because I think Derek Carr is a little bit, slightly underrated, but he's still the worst quarterback in that division. Okay, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, is this even a question? He is the worst quarterback in this division. And I didn't like the hire of Josh McDaniels. I should have, you know, I thought they should have brought back Rich Versace or go after Brian Flores. I don't like the hire. Um, he's not a guy that communicates with the players well. I think that they are lacking. I think they're behind the eight ball and these other three teams, Chargers, Chiefs, and Broncos are ahead of them. They're going to be last in the division. And that's why I got them at number three. At number two, the Washington Commanders. They are the big losers here. Because they were in dire need of a quarterback, offered a more lucrative deal than the Seattle Seahawks did. You talking about three first round picks over the next three NFL drafts? They even dialed in for Patrick Mahomes. Like, why the hell would the Chiefs move on from Patrick Mahomes? That's how desperate they was. Like, maybe we cross our fingers and hope that they are tired of Patrick Mahomes or something like that. That we'll we'll let them go. Like, I don't know what they thought, but that shows you how they are in dire need of a quarterback to fill that spot. And the fact of the matter was that Russell Wilson was basically on the trade block, pretty much. Evidently, they could have got Russell Wilson. So it sucks for them. And now, more than likely, they're going to have to overpay for average, which is trading for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo and possibly using a first-round pick, which Jimmy Garoppolo is not worth. But at the end of the day, in this world, we know that people take advantage of desperate people with a lot to lose. And the Washington Commanders, instead of commanding, they're behind the April and they have a lot to lose. And that's why they were overpaid for average. I got them at number two. At number one, I got to get the love to Jordan Love. You are the biggest loser here, bro. I mean, you was drafted in the first round. The pack is traded up to draft you. So I'm guessing you're thinking that you're going to be the future of the franchise. And... You're wrong. You're going to be on the bench, bro. And you're going to be warming up that seat for Aaron Rodgers, bro. You ain't going to be starting. Wow. You're going to be warming up that seat, bro. Make sure that seat is hot for Aaron Rodgers to come back. Okay, that's basically what your ceiling is. So that's my three um, people over there. My three biggest losers. That would be the Raiders. That would be the Washington Commanders. And that would be Seat Boy, Jordan Love, at number one. Anybody, we got three minutes. Anybody want to get their list real quickly in before we go to commercial break and continue? So, I said the three losers are, is it within the same topic or like it could be any three losers just in general? Anything related to the three topics. Anything related to the three topics? Okay. Uh, another big loser is Pete Carroll. Uh, you know, you send me, man. Like, who knows who, like, who knows what the future holds for you right now, bro? Like, you know, why didn't you pull the plug like two, three years ago? You know, once when he demanded your trade. That's number one. Um, see what else? Look, I'm not to agree with you. The, the Las Vegas Raiders, man. 
you know, I didn't like the hire either of Josh McDaniels. I do, I do like the fact that he does get a second chance to prove himself. But I do believe that it probably might be like the Devin Broncos Part Two, 2.0 again, where like you know he started off hot by cheating somehow, quote unquote, <laughs> and for some reason he's going to find ways to lose games. Uh, I don't think he's going to develop their car to you know to that high caliber quarterback to the high caliber quarterback that he wants him to be. And see who else. Um, that's it. Yeah, those are my two. I mean, Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, you are no yeah. Okay. I, mean, I mean, listen, we're, we're we're running short on time. Leo, I'm, I'm also with you on all three for the exact reasons you just said. I mean, what really is there anything more to add other than that? I don't think so. I, I'm with you right there. Guys, I think we left out a big name. I think this big name is gonna be has to play on a hundred. And he has to be the best he ever been. That's Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Justin Herbert, Ooh. Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr all in the same division. So now he has to play a game every game because we know that Chiefs defense is arguably the worst in that division. Yeah, on top true. of yeah. Troy, it's going to be right. he has to go his A game because we're talking about a division that's so tough, but then also an ASC conference that's extremely tough. So every game, like what, what did um this guy say? Every game is like playing all, but um, play like playing Clemson. <laughs> Every game is like playing Clemson. So I think he's Everybody one of the biggest is. losers. Um, Green Bay is one of the biggest losers as well because they just signed back um Aaron Rodgers and now they can't revamp their team. They can't improve their team. Their team is going to be as is going into the NC again. Now, if they think their their team is enough to win a championship, I don't know because if they see San Fran again, can Aaron Rodgers beat San Fran at least once in the playoffs? We have to see that. I'm not too sure. Another biggest loser is Seattle to me. Seattle, they got draft picks, but their draft picks are all for this season, which has no good quarterbacks coming into this draft. At least franchise-altering quarterbacks going into this draft, and that's Seattle's biggest need at the moment. So they have a lot of 2022 draft picks coming in. And I think they have one 2023 uh, first-round and fifth-round pick, I believe. So it's, I think they're one of the biggest losers. It was a big haul, to say the least, because you're getting a lot of draft picks. You don't know what you're going to get out of this draft. It might be some talent. But I think right now there's no certainty that that's something that Pete Carroll is going to need if he wants to keep his job. So um, I give me Patrick Mahomes, give me um, Seattle, and also uh, give me Green Bay. We'll be back for topic number two after this commercial break. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. And we are back for topic number two after good topic number one. Stay on this topic. Listen, man. Yesterday was so big. It was very mega-like. When you look at the NFL compared to the NBA in regards to free agency moves, the NBA knocks the NFL out that department. You know, the NBA always had something big happening. James Harden, Ben Simmons. I mean, Anthony Davis, etc. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, the agency, going to the Brooklyn Nets. The NBA always had something going on. Whereas the football, you know, in free agency, you know, um, movements, there's not a lot of movements in free agency compared to the NBA. Now, granted, the NFL knocks NBA in almost every other department, but especially movements, that's the NBA. That's not the NFL. So the fact that we got a lot of movements yesterday and a lot of bombshells. We have to stay on this topic one more time, and I want to switch it up. More likely to win another ring, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson? And I would love, I would love to do the honors here to start this one off. I kind of feel like we're going to be three out of four here. 
Maybe four out of four. But we'll see where we end up. I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. I think he's more likely to win another ring over Aaron Rodgers. And the reason why I say so is because, yes, he's in a tougher division. But I do see Russell Wilson playing another six years. You know, this is a guy that said that he wants to play to the age of 45. Now, I don't know how realistic that is. But one thing that he does is he spends a million dollars on his body to stay in shape and to be healthy. And I think that's always a start. You know, you if you want to live to see 80, 90, it, it's reflective in your eating. It's reflective in the way how you go about taking care of yourself. You can't be out here doing a whole bunch of things and expect to see that, that yeah, you know. Um, so I think that starts with action. And the fact that he invests all that money, a million dollars is a million dollars, brother. We get you five more Seattle's with that money. Okay, but you using it to dedicate to your overall physique and health, I think that spells him being able to play longer than Aaron Rodgers. Now, also, when you think about it, now that you have that help, you have help. You have wide receivers, you know, or you have a good defense, a defense that I've been high on. Listen, I jumped the gun when it came to the Denver Broncos. Y'all know that. I had to see making the playoffs last year. That was my worst prediction out of all the predictions I made because I really was in love with the roster. I said, look, the quarterback position, I'm iffy with still, but I just like the overall team defensively. You know what they got over there, Patrick Satine and Bradley Chubb at that time Von Miller was over there before he got traded. Um, Jackson, I like all those. I'm like, listen, that's a defense right there. You can win the games off the back of your defense, right? But the NFL was like, well, it's an offensive league now. So you're going to have to have a quarterback. And I wasn't really thinking about it from that perspective. You know, I think they would have had at least a game manager quarterback to at least make a few plays to win them and get them to the playoffs as a, you know, second in the division out of the AFC West. Now they have a quarterback. Now they have a Super Bowl winning quarterback. With that roster, I think when you look at the landscape, you look at the last two years, Tom Brady with the Tampa, first year, new weapons, new system, Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford left Detroit, go to the Rams, new team, new wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Odell, Cooper Cup, defense, Cooper Cup, and won a championship. Cooper Cup, right? Okay, I keep on saying the guy name. There's a reason why. Cooper Cup. Now I can see Russell Wilson being in that same boat. No team, no scheme, no teammates. Cooper Cup, sorry, Cooper Cup on the Rams. Sutton, you know, Jerry Judy, I can see him winning a, a championship here just like his fellow quarterback counterparts Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford did with a new team in a new dream, in a new scheme. I can see that for Russell Wilson. I'm going to go Russell Wilson here. Um, I guess I'll, I'll take this one over. Um, you know, it wouldn't be a debate show if I don't I don't try to mix it up a little bit. You know, so I'm going to say uh, it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers will win a ring before Russell Wilson. And here's why. You're talking about Russell Wilson going to a new team, new system, um, new, I believe, new head coach, right? So there's going to be new schemes. Oh, everything's going to be brand new. The only thing that's going to be there, the locker room guys, Russell Wilson and um, Denver Broncos. And then a stout defense. We all know that. Top three, top five. Uh, let's see how they how they fare without Shelby Harris out there. And um, but Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to show us that he's worth that fifty million dollars, right? It's not just oh because you're past accolades or what you've done. You're gonna have to show us that you can win the games. And um, apparently the fifty million is showing us that Green Bay is is more than faithful than saying yeah we're gonna win a ring. Let's remind everybody that Aaron Rodgers had a broken toe for the majority of the season last year, second half. The man is playing on a broken toe. 
I mean, I'm not gonna say, you know, oh, you can't do it. But a broken toe is pretty uncomfortable to be playing in some tight ass cleats. You know, excuse my language. But this Aaron Rodgers is um he, he he's a guy, back to back MVPs, he's shown us what he could do in a regular season, but he hasn't shown us what he's he could do in the playoffs for quite some time now. You know, I think it's it's time for him to really show us that he's that guy that he says he is. At 30 years old, he hasn't shown any glimpse of decline yet. He's been throwing him football in um, astronomical numbers. He's been getting to Adams more, more than like, more than you know enough, but Adams is not enough. You know, I think sometimes, sometimes you have to look within. I think Rodgers is preparing to start spreading the love around that football field because it can't just be Adams and Jones for a full football game. You need to trust your other receivers, your other guys out there. Now, they did see glimpses of some great play from Dylan last year. You know, I think that's going to be even enhanced more coming into this season. Um, you know, the only issue with this um, Green Bay team is that they can't enhance their roster. And that's the biggest issue. Now, I can't pinpoint exactly what they need to enhance this roster, but having a second guy opposed to just Adams all the time, having a second receiver would be fantastic. Um, even trying to get his tight end some love. I think Rodgers has to prove that he, he can, he's worth his contract and he's going to show that he can win one more ring within these next four seasons. Because right now, it's looking like Matt Stafford and Rodgers. You know, that, that's like the best two um, quarterbacks in that in that conference. And I think that's going to be wind up being Green Bay versus Rams for that final Super Bowl slot. I think that's the, that's the only thing we can look forward to. Anything less than the NFC Championship is failure, is failure at this point in, in Rodgers' career. You can't... You can't Continue to be one and done or just losing the divisional round and saying you're content. You're the best team in your division. We all know that. You have to show us you're the best team in the conference. So I think Rodgers is going to show us that moving forward. But we all know injuries happen. We all know it's the game of football. Injuries are going to happen. But he can't let those injuries deter what he does on that football field. And why we say he's one of the best quarterbacks, if not one, if not the best active quarterback in the, foot, in the game of football at the moment. So he needs to show us that. And I think he's going to. That's why I have Aaron Rodgers being the person to more likely win a ring within these next four years? Uh, to be honest with you, when I look at the situation, right, who, who most likely to win a ring, Rodgers or Wilson? And how and how has and how I'm looking at the situation now, I do believe that Russell Wilson has has a higher chance than Rodgers to win a ring within the next few years. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Um, so I'm going to go to the Packers real quick. The Packers lost some key guys out well, well lose some key guys to free agency, whether it's either from release or like, you know, guys just walk in for free agency. So in other words, they're gonna miss a lot of key guys on their um on their defensive end, um, on the on the defensive side of the ball. So I believe that right there will be like a factor. So meaning like I believe Rogers will have to do more than expected of him. And I believe that, you know, special teams always been an issue for Green Bay. Um, you know, they did hire the former, uh, the, the former interim head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders and Rich. How, how Masachio. Do you know yeah. Masachio. So, so I said they did hire him to fix the Packers um, special team issues. But I still believe that, you know, that's something that probably will hurt the Packers later on down the line in the playoff if they don't fix that right away. And I just believe, you know, when I said when you look at the Russell Wilson situation, one, he's in Denver. He's in a win-now situation, as in, like, you know, the team already has, has you know, everything ready to go. So I believe that right there. And plus, two, Russell Wilson, he, he has a 27-12 and 12 record against against ASC teams. So in my opinion, I believe that, I, I won't say it's going to be an easy shot, but he has pretty good records against those teams. So I believe that, you know, he probably might, you know, he eventually 
probably might go to the Super Bowl in his first season in Denver. So that's why I believe that Wilson has a has a greater chance in getting the Super Bowl before Rodgers in in those next few years. So, Coach, let me just ask you a question before I give my answer here, because you mentioned that, <clears throat> excuse me, you mentioned that Aaron Rodgers, in in your opinion, because it's okay, we all we all have opinions here, it's okay, but you mentioned that he's going to be asked to do more this upcoming season. Yeah. Are you trying to imply that he hasn't done more over his entire career? Because if you really think about it, what actual help has he gotten? He's been asked to do more with less, you could argue, for the past 10 years! What about the defense? The defense, the deep don't forget the past I, couple I, of years. I, 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 understand, I understand. I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. I, I, we're, we're simpatico on the defense. I, I'm with you there. But even still, Aaron Rodgers has been asked to do more with less pretty much for virtually his entire career. And part of that being is the reason why I think that he's got the better shot, man. I'm, I'm with Zay on this one. Because the other point is this. I feel like Aaron Rodgers knows that his career is coming to an end soon. He signed that four-year contract for a reason. He's 38, okay? He's going to be 42, 43 years old when his contract is up. You really expect him to play right after that contract? I don't think so. So I think he knows his time is going to be up. And like I said in the last segment, I feel like he needs to win at least one more Super Bowl, maybe two, if he wants to be up there with one of the greatest of all, with as being one of the greatest of all time. Because I've said it over and over again, talent-wise, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks that I've ever seen in my lifetime, talent-wise. Because he can do it all. He's got an arm. Yeah, he may not be as mobile, but he makes, he makes everybody around him better. Even if it's with less that's why Aaron Rodgers, to me, has the better shot. Yes, I understand that it's an easier path. I get it. But it doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers, to me, is the better shot. I got to disagree with James. I think Coach okay. is on the money. I okay. think that Aaron Rodgers has to be a better version of himself. Not saying that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a good version of himself. He won two straight MVPs. But what mm -hmm. we are saying, now that they can't, Add on to the roster because he's taking all that boatload of money. First of all, I, don't, I never know why quarterbacks do that. Tom Brady, you know why Tom Brady won championships? Because he took pay cuts to surround his roster with as much talent as possible. He wasn't trying to be the highest paid person in the room. He was trying to be the highest Super Bowl winning quarterback in the room. That's why he won championships. And for Aaron Rodgers to take all that boatload of money because he was in his feelings and he still is a head case and he's a millionized, right? He's going to be a millionized in Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying, right? So, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, he has to elevate and have an extra game come playoff time. Regular season, he doesn't have to elevate nothing. He's an MVP. Regular season, he doesn't have to elevate nothing. He's already been doing that regular season but come playoff time he fell a little bit short from his performance standards is concerned and a lot of that has to do with the keening on Devontae Adams you see in the regular season defenses don't really take you away like that they don't play that too high safety look they leave you a man to man 
Devontae Adams, because he's such a great route runner, will eat you man-to-man. He will always find the open gaps on the football field to be able to connect with his boy Aaron Rodgers. Come playoff time, that's where defenses say, you know what, I'm going to take you out of the game plan so you don't become an integral part of the game plan. You're going to be taken away. So now that he's taken away, who else is out there, you know, for Aaron Rodgers to go to? And clearly, he didn't trust his guys. They were opportunities on the film. In that NFC Divisional game against the 49ers, where they were actually guys open, like Alan Lazard on a crucial fourth down scenario, before they punted the ball back and never got it back, he was open up the middle of the field, but Aaron Rodgers is used to looking only Adams' way. Now, is that Aaron Rodgers' fault? Not necessarily. To some capacity, yeah, you want to try to get your other guys involved, but you can't outrightly blame him. Now, what you can blame him for is that he took that money because now who's going to be that number two guy? Amari Cooper may get cut or they may trade him. Now you can't even trade for the guy because you took all that money. So at the end of the day, I like Russell Wilson's chances. Listen, Russell Wilson played in the hardest division of football for a decade in the NFC West. He ain't worried about the AFC West because he's played in the hardest division with the 49ers in that tough playoff matches with Sherman and Colin Kaepernick in the defense and, and all that. You know, he's played there. He's played against the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, that high-octane offense. He's played against the Rams, the defense, the style defense with Jalen Ramsey and the Super Bowl year that they had when they made the appearance. He played against those teams. He's not scared of Patrick Mahomes. He's not scared of Justin Herbert. So I do believe that his best opportunity is now or within the next couple of years, and that's why I think he will be more, more than likely to win a ring than Aaron Rodgers. Well, real quick, you know, I think one thing real quick, I think something that we're not really mentioning too much. So we're talking about the division, and we understand that the division is tough, loaded with talented quarterbacks. But let's talk about the conference. Because we're talking about Patty Mahomes. We're talking about Derek Carr, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson. You know, we're not even referencing, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say 10 L's. I don't like the guy personally. But that Titans offense is not, it's not a bomb. They're not bums. You know, that's a stout offense. You know, you, you can, Derek Henry could run 40 times in a game. And where that defense and then Tannehill gets some lucky passes over and then that wins the game for the team. You know, so it's something that Russell Wilson has a tougher road to that Super Bowl opposed to um, Aaron Rodgers. Because when you look at the AFC Conference, there's no definitive winner that we could go with. Because what if Buffalo shows up this year again? You know, they play stout. You know, what if Patrick Mahomes is like, I'm going to take it back. What you know, what, what if Lamar <laughs> Jackson, Lamar Jackson goes, oh, you know, oh my, my whole team was hurt last year. Now we're going to be fully healthy. Now we're going to come in and destroy the, the, the division. Well, the Steelers get a good quarterback. <laughs> nah, that was a good joke. Oh, but no, nah, I was saying, um, it's a lot. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers, brother. What about the Bengals, man? I hear you bring that name up one time. They made the Super Bowl, bro. Oh yeah, I'm a Bengal. I'm a Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan. I love their talent. Their road is as tough because you now you're facing Russell Wilson with a good defense amongst everyone else I just mentioned. There's a lot of talent in that AFC conference. We look at Rod. We look at the NFC. Um, Tom Brady just retired. Russ Wilson just left the conference. Kyle Murray, we don't know what's that situation like in, in, in the Cardinals. San Fran don't have a technical, are going to start Trey Lance at, at quarterback. We don't know what their team's going to look like. So now when we look at it, it's looking like the Rams versus um the Packers. It, that's what it's looking like, unless Kirk Cousins, I don't know what he is, if he enhances his skill out of nowhere, like he, he becomes the next Tom Brady out of nowhere. Right. But like, that's, that's really what this yeah. conference is looking like. Rams versus Packers, opposed to the AFC, you could just pick a random name and have a case for why they can make a Super Bowl. That AFC conference is lethal right now. So it's going to be tougher for Russ Wilson to kind of bypass 
all those guys, and like, I understand we could say, oh, well, he won a Super Bowl, so did Patrick Mahomes. You know, so, like, it's, it's very easy to sit there and look at the AFC Conference and say, I could, I could have a case for why the Bengals would make the Super Bowl. I have a case for why the Ravens can make a Super Bowl. I have a case for why Buffalo Bills can make a Super Bowl. It's too many mm-hmm. cases in the AFC Conference. Rodgers has literally him and Bruce Stafford. That's what it's looking like for me, at least. I'm going to say this. That's the best argument that you brought up. I mean, you brought up a few solid points, but that's the best argument. And when you have a good point, you have a good point. And it's recognized. Now, Tom Brady also retired in the NFC, too. So you add that to that debate. You know, he's out of the picture. Yeah, I get it. That's a fair point. But the Broncos, yes, they're going to have to play those teams. And yes, they're going to have to develop chemistry. But you're talking about six years to get it. Right? You're talking about, I'm predicting six years to get it. We're talking about at least one here. Right? I don't think I look at an AMC team right now and say, that team is winning three straight, or they winning at least three within six years. I It's so disparity right there that I see, I can see Buffalo winning one. I can see the Bengals going back and winning one. I can see the Broncos winning one. I don't look at the Bengals, oh, they're winning three straight. No, that's not happening. That's not football. When was the last team that won two straight championships? That was New England. They was the only yep. people that did it within the whole um, decade. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. Not this decade. Decade before. So, you know, even though there's disparity, you know, they still are, they're still talented. They're still talented in the playoffs. There's three games. You know, wild card, if you have to be in a wild card. But division around, AFC Championship, you know, Super Bowl. You knock those two teams out, you're in there. So, it's a fair point. But, um, yeah, I think we beat the horse on this topic. And, um, yes, that's how it is. So, my prediction was wrong. It wasn't four out of five or three out of four. It was half and half, split down the middle, just like I like it. That's why this is a debate show. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the first half of the show. This is halftime. Sit back, relax, enjoy a couple songs. And we ain't going to do you no harm. We got two more topics left. We got a lot to get into. And we're going to get right into it after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our number two, we on deck. Listen, it's time to stay in the NFL because, as I hinted earlier in my intro, it's not good to gamble. It's not. You know, I'm not really the gambling type. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I, I tap danced around it a few times. Like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? I thought about it. But um, I'm not really a gambling dude. We got a lot of gamblers here in this world, included on the show. Zach will tell you he's a gambling phenom. Okay, Zach? <laughs> Oh yeah, he'll gamble on anything. The coin toss, the weather, is it gonna snow today? You know, he gambles a lot. But um speaking of gambling, Calvin Ridley. Bring that ass here, boy. Calvin Ridley. It's the NFL suspending Calvin Ridley for the entire twenty twenty two season for betting games fair. Now I just wanna read a couple notes before I send the rock over for our first reaction. Ridley bet a total of one thousand five hundred on three parlay bets and now will lose over 11.1 million dollars these bets were placed in florida via the hard rock sports app the fine print on the hard rock app's terms of service states that no professional athlete may directly or indirectly wager or bet on a sporting event if the wager is based on these amount of x y and z things you can look that up now, Ridley is not the only NFL player to be suspended for gambling since the legalization of sports betting in the United States. Cardinals defensive back John Shaw 
was suspended for the entire 2020 season after gambling on games while on IR in 2019. A suspension that ultimately, essentially, ended his career. Now, you know, who want to take this jab at this first? Uh, I'll go first, man. Uh, I mean... I don't, you know, I don't play devil's advocate. I don't believe the NFL did the right thing and suspending Calvin Ridley for the whole year was a fair punishment. I believe that, you know, there are other cases that transpire in the NFL where whether it's domestic violence or like other drug issues. But all the guy did was just bet. You feel me? And not like, you know, he, you know, and not like Thank he, and not like he involved other parties involved. All he did, he was just on his smartphone. It was like, hmm. Let me bet on this, let me bet on that, this, that, the third. That's it. You feel me? Not like he reach out to these, you know, particular individuals, like, for instance, like a Matt Ryan. Like he called Matt Ryan, hey, hey, uh, hey, Matt, I want you to go under or, like, go over this game. You feel me? You know, he just took a chance. It's just like, eh, okay, I believe that. This might hit. That might hit. But I just believe that, you know, a whole year, though, bro, like, that's so severe, man. But at the same time, so Kevin really be... You know, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in you too, because how you take, you know, you take time away from the game to focus on your mental health, but yet you're betting on games. You feel me? Like I said, bro, it's like if you're gonna focus on your mental health, focus on your mental health. Don't go, you know, do not use this opportunity to be like, huh? Let me play some bets real quick. Come on now, it's like you know, you know, it defeats the purpose, man. But you know, for but for a whole year of gambling, bro, like, come on now, like that's is unfair, man. Like, you know, you know, just give a guy like a few game suspension or something, or like find a guy, but don't suspend for a whole year, man. At the end of the day, he still gotta eat. You feel me? He still he still got put food on his table for you know for his family. So, you know, you know, you have other guys that commit, you know, crazy, you know, crazy crimes, man. You know, domestic violence, um, drug issues, PEDs, you name it, man. But a whole year, that's not fair. Not fair at all. Coach, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Look, I'm not defending what he did because I still think Calvin Ridley is kind of an idiot. But one year. Kinda? <laughs> look, 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 listen. Yeah, but thousand five hundred, little. Come on, that's not that much. Thank you. I want to say a million or Look, he's an idiot. Absolutely. But one year, look, that's the point I was going to bring up, Coach. There have been players, past, present, and hopefully not future players, that will probably be suspended for a lot less for doing far worse. Like you said, Coach, domestic violence, crimes, all that other stuff. But gambling. I mean, look, I understand it's in the rule, you can't do it, but a year? Come on. Th this actually kind of reminds me of another situation with another player in sports. I want to take you to um, hockey for a second here, because there was another player who was accused of this, and Coach, you know where I'm going with this. Yes. Evander Kane, former San Jose Shark, he also got accused of betting on games during his playing time there. The only difference between him and Ridley, there was no evidence that Evander Kane did it. And now he's with the Oilers, and he's killing it with the Oilers right now. They, uh, there actually was evidence that Ridley did this. And you want further proof of that? He tweeted about it on Twitter. Oh, Idiot. I only bet $1,500. <laughs> I don't have a gambling problem. Oh, really? You're going to cost your whole team a season because you bet $1,500. Are you kidding me right now? Come on. But what are we doing here? So look, coach, 
I'm with you as far as the suspension is concerned. I don't agree that it should be for a year. But at the same time, Calvin Ridley, and that better better not be him calling you, by the way. That's <laughs> beside the point. Calvin Ridley, look, I don't agree with the suspension. It should be a bit shorter. Maybe you could suspend him for four, maybe five games. But still, don't be an idiot. Look, if you're going to bet, if you're going to, be responsible about it. Please, that's all I ask. Don't be an idiot. I think the biggest issue here is that um, the NFL has shown us clearly that they don't care about any other um, like law-defined rules like domestic violence hitting other people because it affects their brand and not the NFL's brand. It don't, it, it don't affect the integrity of the NFL, and that's why they don't give you the harsher penalties. In a sense, if you're doing like animal cruelty, defensive violence and stuff, but if you're betting on teams winning and losing and you're a professional athlete, that you have to defend the integrity of the league and that's why you got hardship penalties. Calvin Early, once this suspension is over, he'll be able to find a job uh, easily because he's a talented receiver, we know that. But if he was to beat a woman or stuff like that, that when he wouldn't have a job at all because that shows his character and what he is and that's not something that well, you want to bring into the locker room because you don't want to defend him doing those things. Uh, as, as, a, as a team owner and such and as such, um, Calvin really literally gambled a risky play. Oh, that fifteen hundred dollars was more than eleven million. Because if it's not, then it looks really bad. On top of that, you're betting on your team. Whatever the bet was, you put money on the Falcons. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Doesn't make sense. And and by the way, Zay, Zay, it wasn't just one time. It was multiple times throughout the season. And that's an issue because what if in, in my like the, your my mind goes other places, right? Because I'm someone that overthinks and thinks too deeply into it. What if he was gauging other players on the team to say, all right, yo, do this and do that, so that you can possibly get more money? Like it goes, it goes deep, it goes down a rabbit hole where I don't want to go. Do. But I don't, like, and that's the issue, you know. So I think something like this, like him getting suspended, I'm okay with. But my issue with the NFL is that if you're gonna do this for this kind of penalty, then make every um everything that defies violating the rules as harsh. You know, do harsher, do as harsh rules as you did with this. Because the whole season, we understand he he literally did a Pete Rose in the sense in baseball. You you betted it on, during the season, and you can't do that. So now. If, that, if this is this is gonna be the the, the standard all for the season, you should do that for every other offense that happens that that they, you made rules. They break the rules, you're out for the season. You do this, you're out for the season. You knew the rules before you did it. You signed off. You read the policies. You already knew everything that the NFL says you can't do, and you did it anyway. Out for the season. I'm okay with this punishment if it's um the same punishment for everything that you do, and I, I'm okay with that. Uh, look. Um, it's fair. It's fair. He deserved to get suspended, and the only reason why I say so now, if I'm the one handing out the suspension, I want to suspend him for a year. Let me make that clear. Listen, right. I like Calvin Ridley's game. I'm like Calvin Ridley's mm. one of my personal. No, no, so, so, so do I. Like literally, I thought like last year, had he been on a football field. I had picked him in fantasy. He was on my fantasy team. He was my number one pick, I believe it was. Yeah, he was my number two, one or two picks. Like, literally, I thought he was going to have a big year, especially minus Julio. That's what I was expecting with his skills. Very speedy, great route running, knows how to get open, you know, does it, short passes, deep ball. Like, listen, I was expecting a big year. Clearly, he had the mental health so-called mental health and i'm not trying to you know go after people's mental health everybody is going through their own issues now so i you know i can't really say what mental health is for him 
he got to be that guy looking in the mirror and realize that for himself. But um, I do know some people use that as a cop out, not saying that he did. I don't know his situation, but I know it doesn't make no sense. What the hell are you betting? You have $11 million in the bank, bro. I understand people that are not rich or don't have money bet. Okay, cool. That's why you bet, right? Yeah, I don't get it. Like, you have money while you betting. But it comes down to the NFL. And not the, not only the integrity of the NFL, but the integrity of Vegas. That's what it comes down to. And just like Zay, my mind works a lot differently. Okay, my mind is a surface the way how I look at things. And I and I come for gambling. You know, when I say I'm not into gambling, that's because I, I talk about videos against gambling. It's good to gamble series that I do on YouTube is highly involved with gambling and the things that go on behind the surface that people don't even talk about, like point shaving. Which is the NFL's worst nightmare. If this guy was out here shaving points, then that's the NFL's worst nightmare for sure. Because there's a lot of money in Vegas, as I learned throughout the years. You know, I remember I asked my college professor, you know, um, is sports rigged? And he said, nah, sports can never be rigged because there's too much money in Vegas for sports to be rigged. So if this guy out here is um, betting, what else could he be possibly doing? Is he point shaping? Because when I look at his stats last year, it went from um, 53% catch rate, well um, below his career last year, compared to 65.9% catch rate. So clearly he had a drop in numbers. I'm not gonna lie, watching this do highlights now, it hits different. It really mm. hits different. When I'm looking at some of the plays last year, and some of these houses of this year in particular, it looks different, bro. It hits different. <laughs> They don't look the same to me. Now I'm looking at everything. Like, why was you walking back? Why didn't you just get the touchdown when you had the opportunity to get the touchdown? I don't know. That's just how my mind works. In the NFL, that would be a biggest nightmare if you have plays that are point shaving or indulging in other gambling-related aspects. That's why you make an example out of the dude because you prevent other dudes from doing it. Part of the reason, part of the way you enforce a rule is to make an example out of somebody. Calvin really keeps calling my phone. Calvin really, I'm sorry. I am the real real. Deal with it. Okay? That's just how it is. And that's why I'm not mad at the NFL for suspending him for the season. And it is what it is. What is still my thunder on that joke, Lil? I see how it's going to be today. <laughs> hey, so. brother. He's an unhappy camper right now. But look, I will say this one last thing. The NFL, you know, listen. What other people do, we all know, you know, there's situations where we had cases of domestic violence and Colin Kaepernick, let's add him to the equation. Take a knee back ball. You know, that's a, you know, that's the ultimate suspension right there. That's expulsion. But at the same time, yes, that is true. And we don't condone any of those domestic issues and things no. of that nature. You know, we don't condone that. But the NFL is more concerned with the product. The NFL is willing to do anything to make sure football is on TV and football is making money. And if there's a person out here that's not playing games and citing mental health and is betting on games and not playing games, then the NFL is not going to tolerate that. Especially when you have other situations like the Miami Dolphins owner who's out here trying to lose games and paying on um, Brian Flores allegedly. 10k to tank now the nfl has problems because you know now you got taken and people paying for taking and you're not betting and that falls in line with the integrity of football and that's why he's an example 
So I said, gentlemen, I want to know this. So once when Calvin Ridley's suspension is over with, you actually think there's going to be another team to give him another chance? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. He might get a game in the gym. He wants to get out of the way, though. That was what he wants to get out of the way. That was <laughs> yeah. the biggest thing. Him better. Yeah, I, I, I think Calvin Ridley. Glad I'm not the only one that was thinking that. He might. He might I get think Calvin Ridley's doing it on purpose. I think Calvin Ridley's doing it on purpose. He wants to set out a full season. Like, I'm not going to put my body at risk. They'll do, do this crap again. I'm going to set out a full season, get my body right, get ready, come back. I can play. I think he's a free agent right now. Officially, he's officially a free agent that's suspended. So he can go to any team after after this point. Yeah. I yeah. don't know, bro. Maybe he ain't big with the mafia, bro. Because I know a lot of stories. Like I said, I cover, I cover gambling. You know, I, I know how the underworld is when it comes to gambling. You know, there's a line in my gambling series. I forgot my own line, but it's like um, when you look at the sports world, um, or should I say when you look at the sports gambling world, the sports world looks a lot different. It looks entirely different when you look at the sports gambling world, right? And I know people in the past, mafia heads, okay, that um do this for a living, do organized crime for a living, that said that athletes indulge in this. And when they are missing a bet or something like that and they're losing money and they're making them lose money, they got to they gotta do something. They got to point shave and things of that nature. I don't know. This whole thing is sketchy. Maybe I'm dragging it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Kyle really suspended for the whole year. And hopefully we'll see the brother soon and actually on the football field because we all can agree on one thing. The brother's a hell of a talent. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is. No question. We'll be back after this commercial break. And we are back. Championship rounds here on In The Huddle. We talked about a lot. A lot was discussed on the show. And there's a lot to talk about here. Claire. We're going to be here a lot, and we're going to talk about a lot of things. But, man, moving on to the next topic that we have here on today's show. There's a lot of buzz that been going around in the NFL lately. A lot of buzz. And, um, you know, it's interesting buzz, to say the least. And it's just been going around. You know, when Tom Brady retired, you know, I started hearing the buzz. You know, and then you had um, the Super Bowl, and then you had... Um, you know, free agency, Aaron Rodgers, and Jimmy Garoppolo, and things of that nature. But this one topic, this one person, it was just buzzing around, you know, just here. And now, it got to the point where now it's not only buzz, but now it's buzzing. Like, it's here. And that's Mr. Trubisky. His name keep popping up, right? This is a guy that we all know his tenure with the... Bears and Chicago Bears and obviously got traded from Chicago and he's on the Buffalo Bills now but somehow in a jam-packed NFL offseason Mitch Trubisky's name keep popping out and it's made its way on in the huddle and now we got to talk about it. Mitch Trubisky to the Giants? Is that a potential deal on the table? Because there are reports that there's mutual interest to make that happen. Should the Giants sign Mitch Trubisky to compete with Daniel Jones is the question. I got to shove this or I got to pass this. Excuse me. I got to pass this rock to our Giants fan here on the show, which is the one and only Jimmy. Calvin, really, man. Keep calling. This dude was a madman. (laughs) First of of all, that that, that man's got to stop. We're doing a show right now. That's number one. Number two, should should the Giants sign Mitch Trubisky I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think yes. I think they should. 
And l let me let me explain my reasoning here. First of all, they declined Daniel Jones's fifth-year option, right? So that obviously means that either he does something this year or you're done. Now, for my argument's sake, I think that he probably should have been done after this last season because while he did show a teeny bit of improvement, did anything really, like, jump out at you? Not really. So, look, I like the kid. I want Daniel Jones to succeed in this league, but I'm sorry. He's just not... He's just not cut to be a starting quarterback, especially when it comes to the New York Giants. I personally think that Mitch Trubisky would be a much better fit on the Giants because people forget that he was with Brian Dable in Buffalo. And I just love it how he spent one year on the bench learning behind Josh Allen. And all of a sudden, his name is probably one of the most attractive names on the market. Like, really? Like, when was the last time you heard Mitch Trubisky's name, like, in relevancy? Probably, like, years ago, when he was first drafted, but that's beside the point. Look, Mitchell Trubisky's tenure with the Bears, yes, it wasn't all that great, but when you really consider all that they went through, especially now with Justin Fields, do you really think that all that time, everything that went wrong was on Mitch Trubisky? Did you, do you really think, did you ever think about this possibility that maybe, just, just, just maybe, it was on the coaching staff, it was on Matt Nagy, it was on Adam Gase, it was on all those guys? Did you ever think about that for a second? So, Mitch Trubisky, I think, look, the kid's, he's, a, he's 27 years old, he's my age, okay? So, he still has a lot of potential in this league to be great. He just needs the right system. And with the Giants, with what they're doing, with Joe Shane at the helm and Brian Dable as their head coach, I think that's a great system for him. Now, I understand you're going to tell me, oh, well, what about with the weapons that he has? Kenny Galladay has been an absolute bust. Well, time out for a second. Kenny Galladay, it's been one year, okay? He has not been a quote-unquote bust. He had one awful season with the Giants. Now, has he been all that and all that all-time great receiver? No! I, I, I can argue that because, look, he was on the Lions. I understand that he was on the Lions. But even still, I think Kenny Galladay's got potential to be a decent, solid receiver. And with Trubisky at the hell, I think those two can really do some things. Now, with that being said, I understand that the, the connection between him and Brian Dable has been has been very, very good. But here's the thing. You don't necessarily have to go to Mitchell Trubisky. There are plenty of other free agent quarterbacks on the market. There's Marcus Mariota, there's Case Keenum, there's Tyrod Taylor, heck, even Jacoby Brissett, I could argue, okay? So you could go for any of those guys, but in my personal opinion, the better option is Mitchell Trubisky. Wow. Hi, Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I just wanted to real quick, uh, just kind of to say, I actually agree with Jim. Oh, oh, Say, say, I, say, I feel listen. like we've been simpatico this entire show. That's why I love you, man. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, 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 love, I love everybody on the show, but Zay <laughs> and I have been pretty much simpatico this entire show. But listen, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Of course, listen. Talking about Mr. Biscuit, you're going you're to get a lot of emotions out of out of everybody. Because not, that's not an easy name to put in that in that rotation. You know, his numbers, from his statistical standpoint, haven't been pleasing. 
But you have to think about the core coaches he had on his team, the play callers he had on his team, arguably really bad. You know, the, on the Bears, he had some really bad play callers. You know, and uh, hit that year on the bench with uh, Buffalo Bills, you, you sat and saw some winning football. You saw what, what works. You practiced with these guys on a night-in-night-out basis. You literally was in practice with the number one defense in the league at the time. You're with a number one offense in the league as well. Um, explosive. You see what what could work with Coach um, the Bull. I don't know his name. I say the Bull. Dang, Dang, that, I, I call I call him the Bull because the reason why I call him the Bull is because he was running um, Josh Allen to the ground, literally from passing, yeah. running every play with Josh uh, Allen. That, that, that's that's the fair. Bull. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but um, the reason why I say you have to look at Mitch Trubisky and say I could possibly see him as my quarterback is because um, three out of the four seasons he was starting, he has a winning record. Mm. That's, 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 a, that's a good thing to look at. Coach, um, quarterbacks that can win games, know how to win games. On a Chicago Bears team, like I said, that didn't have a, fl- a flowing offense. They didn't, have, they didn't have consistent playmakers on the field um, year in, year out. They didn't have the best roster, and he went to a playoff. Yeah, yep. twice. Twice. Yep. He, he, took, he took the Bears to the playoffs twice. Now, did he play extremely well? No. He made one, one day he had 303 yards, one touchdown. You know, that's, that's a good that's a good uh, you know stat line in the playoffs. But right. he didn't play well, and that's okay. And they want to they ran him out of Chicago because he wasn't the quote unquote savior of that franchise when that that franchise wasn't really doing much just for him. He had guys in and out the rotation. His best players, offensive playmakers, were hurt majority of the season, and and that's that's something that that you can't you can't take away from Mr. Bitsky. Now that being all said, you know you're bringing in a guy who he learned the offense from all the way in Buffalo, going to New York Giants. Of course, you look at your Mr. Bitsky and say maybe. He knows the playbook that he's gonna run. Bring him to the Giants. He knows the playbook already. He has a year in the in that, in that system. Right. You put him in the Giants. He already knows the system. He already knows it like the back of his hand. He can work with this team. Now, are they gonna be winning the division? I'm not gonna say no, that. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying they're winning the division. They don't have talent on offense. They don't have the talented receivers. Their running back is questionable with Saquon Barkley. He's always hurt. But he knows the system. You want a quarterback that knows the system already. But one thing I'm going to say for sure is that uh, even if you don't go with Mr. Biscuit, Daniel Jones is still an enticing option at that quarterback spot because where this guy comes from, he was running Josh Allen with passing plays, running plays. He does it all. Daniel Jones is good on his feet. He can throw the football. Maybe he can work with him and develop him into a skill set that Josh Allen got. You know, remember, Josh Allen, when he came into the league, no one anticipated Josh Allen being this. Nobody. I, 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 I mean, I yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Will Richard Thomas anticipated Josh Allen being an MVP. Zach will tell you that. He, he said it too. He said I said it. I definitely did. But okay. uh, right, look a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, a right. Will said it. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't talk to everybody. But the consensus was Josh Allen wasn't the guy for Buffalo. It was a consensus. They didn't think Josh Allen was going to be the franchise quarterback for the team, and he wound up being it. Getting paid all that money. So you go with Mitch. Or you go with Daniel Jones, but I feel like it brings in the competitive edge with Mitch Trubisky as a starting QB in New York Giants. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants went and signed him and he became that starting QB in New York Giants because he knows the playbook already. I wouldn't be surprised. Thank you. I disagree. I slightly, slightly, slightly. This is slight. This is slight. I'm very curious to hear this. Thank you, Coach, for the slight part. So people can understand that slightly (laughs) is close, but not just there. Right okay. now, the reason why I say that, if you want to have these two bums going at it and duke it out for the starting <laughs> job, that's all. That's on you. And by all means, let these two bums go at it and duke it out to see which bum overtops the other bum. Everybody. That's fine. Okay, that's cool with me. Now, with that being said, you know, James, I want to reflect to you real quickly here before I pick up the pace here. 
Sure. What are some of the Giants' holes that you see? Because you watch this team on a daily basis. I can tell you right off the rip, quarterback, offensive line, but you watch the team week to week. You know, mm. um, what are some of the holes that you see on the Giants team outside of quarterbacks? Let's go down the list. Dude, they need everything, dude. They they, they need to, they they still need to fix the old line, which hasn't been fixed in five years. Okay, they need better defense. They need a running back who can stay healthy, they? and they they need a competent coaching system that will work for said quarterback. And with the coaching system that they have, I think Trubisky will be a great fit. Now, having said that, let's keep going here. I mentioned the O line. They need they they obviously need better receivers. Okay. Yep. Again, uh, uh, look, I'm, I'm willing to give Kenny Galladay another chance, but even still, if you can get better weapons, you can get another wide receiver. They just cut Kyle Rudolph, so obviously you need a tight end. Bottom line, really? they need everything. 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 All, right, all right. Let me pick up the pace here. They need everything. O-line, quarterback, tight end. They need it, right? So what are you doing over Oh, and also, I, I, I forgot to mention this. I'm sorry, Leo. They also need a, uh, a, a safety. They need some cheerleaders too. They need other <laughs> That'll never need, happen, but all right. They need everything. And what do you what do you get out of overpaying a backer quarterback who still we don't know is that guy? You talking about twenty million dollars? You're gonna have to pay for a backup quarterback. Maybe throw caution and win. Maybe he wins the job, but then you pay in Jones. So you still gonna have you know overpriced quarterbacks there duking it out. One is gonna be on the bench. One is gonna start. I don't get what you do out of that, what you get out of that when you still have holes that you need to plug in. Maybe you save some of that money and start filling these gaps and hope that the quarterback guru and Brian Dable will be able to enhance Daniel Jones' play because he did with Josh Allen. Now, let me make this clear. Daniel Jones and Josh Allen are two different quarterbacks, two different skill sets. Josh Allen, all you need, he had the physical attributes already. All he needed was an uptick in efficiency and being able to be efficient with the ball, which is different from Daniel Jones. But at the same time, you still have a lot of holes. I'm not about to overpay for a quarterback who I know is not the guaranteed quarterback. Wait, hold, 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 hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I don't mean to cut you off. I apologize. But who said anything about overpaying Trubisky? Why can't you I mean, stop to you win your deal? deal? You can't do that? I risk it. Approve it. Approve it, Dale. You're talking about like at least $20 million here. At least, possibly. Okay. $20 million. That, that, that's not a big for anybody. And look at you. What are your cap situation looking like? <laughs> it's spooky. It's spooky. So you pick him up. You got a cap situation. But your I, cap I, is I, tight. I understand that. That's why they started cutting players like Kyle Rudolph. They cut Devontae Booker. They're saving a calories. They, they're they're trying to, but they still have holes. And I'm just not about to pick I, I get that. I get that. I get I'm not going to pick up another bum to duke it out with another bum. <laughs> I think so many oh people are taking that one preseason game that they saw Mr. Trubisky in and making it seem like he's the next coming to Joe Montana. Stop it. He's oh, not. I, I am in no way in hell preseason. No way. Wait, no can, way. I just, can I just chime in real quick? I think he's, he's better than Daniel Jones, but I'm not going to go as far as say he's the next Joe Montana. Come on. Really? Can, can, I, can, I, can I just chime in real quick? Because I think we're ignoring that he has a winning record as a starting QB in this league. Something Thank the you. Giants, the Giants Thank have you. had. The Giants haven't had a winning quarterback since Daniel Jones came into the league. They haven't had a winning Thank season you. since Daniel Jones. Yeah. One thing I would, I uh, one thing I will give Mr. Trubisky, and I will never take this away from him. He has won games with less. He has won Thank games you. with less. Remember that Bears defense was holding him up for a while, but Mr. Trubisky was winning games with nothing on that offense because they were all hurt. 
He had to bring mm-hmm. third string receivers, and then the Chicago Bears third string receivers could be fans. They could be fans. They could be fans here to need somebody. Come down. That, that's how bad it was. He played in a, in a tumultuous environment. Remember, we, this is this is something that um a lot of Bears players have said. The Chicago Bears have one of the sorriest fields in the NFL. Mm. This stadium is terrible. So the fact I mean, that he I mean, made as, a win as, as iconic as Soldier Field okay. is, I have heard that it's not it's not the most appealing field ever. The fact that he's able to win games with third string on um offensive options, with bad play callers, with bad coaches, and he's able to still pull out victories of victorious seasons, you have to look at Mitchell Business so we can give you a shot. The the Steelers are doing their due diligence on Mr. Bisky. And the Steelers don't make um, mistakes on free agencies. That's one thing they don't do. They bring in the guys the they need, and they do. The Giants do, and the fact that this is, you know, a conversations for the Giants is scary to me because I'm lying. What did they free agent moves that they did last year do? What did Kenny Galladay do? But they didn't even get a 500 yards last year. Get out it of was here. one year. It was one year. Get out of here with that, bro. Dude, oh even, my God. You didn't even get five. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Rudolph, cut the dude. Come on, bro. All that time. I'm not calling Mr. Biscuit a franchise QB here. No, no, no. no, no. Is that the topic? Hold on. Is that the topic? With the number two pick. They picked Daniel Jones. They've been making mistakes. Are you kidding me? They haven't yeah. been making mistakes? Am I lying? Yeah. Look, Daniel Jones. Two more seconds. Two more seconds. Two more seconds. Time out. Time out. Time out. Coach, I'll let you jump on the floor in a second. Leo, nobody is saying here. Nobody is sitting here and saying that the Giants haven't made mistakes. Of course they have. Look, I've argued, I've argued, and I'll say it again. You don't take a running back with a second overall pick. You don't do that. And I will still argue that till the cows come home. But the bottom line is this. I look at a guy like Mitch Trubisky, and I'm saying, look, I'm not. He, he's no scrub. He can play. So what? Look. Nobody's talking about overpaying for a guy like Mitch Trubisky. I'm not. I'm not gonna go out there and sign him to like a five-year contract. That'd be ludicrous. I'm saying go out there, sign him to a one-year out with Daniel Jones. Hold on. Let me ask you this. Who would you? I know you call them both bums, but who would you yeah. rather have, Mitch Trubisky or Daniel Jones? Pick one. If you want to start week one, if you want to start week one right now. Daniel Jones, bro. I'm sorry. What? I'm no, sorry. come on. No, no, I'm no, sorry. no, 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 no. Daniel Jones' you, problem. You, you just lost the Daniel, argument. You just lost Daniel the argument. The fact that you said Daniel Jones, you would rather have him over Mitch Trubisky, who was proven to win games. I'm a quarterback group. The reason why I say Daniel oh Jones, my God. despite Daniel Jones' biggest problem, has always been the turnover issue. Right, that's been his biggest. I agree with that. Are. I agree. I get it. Absolutely. But when I look at Mitch Trubisky, I never sat there and say this guy's a starting quarterback in this league. I never felt that way. I just never did. I let's. I know Matt Nagy's Matt Nagy, but at one point people thought Matt Nagy was a quarterback guru, wasn't it? Wasn't he? Before his stock went down, wasn't he known as a quarterback guru? I, I agree. I agree with that. One day, I, I seen bums made the playoffs. I Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. As a, a back, as a starting quarterback, but he's clearly a backup. Mm. You think he go on any other team and he win another Super Bowl? Hell no, no. So no, you can no. Get, look, you can get to the playoffs. Jimmy Garoppolo got to a Super Bowl. You can get there every once in a while, but I need to see some consistency, and I haven't seen it. I just saw one playoff uh, preseason game, preseason. Where I saw it, I said, you know what? Hmm. All right, Trubisky, I'll see you a little bit, but it's a preseason game. Am I going to hold the preseason game the same way I'm going to hold the playoff and regular season game? Hell no. 
I'm, I'm just I'm not. not doing that either. Oh. Coach, you want to get in here before I lose right, my coach, mind? My please. Fool. I forgot. Are you good? You good? You good, gentlemen? Oh my goodness! I, I want to bring one coach real quick. I just want to bring up one stat line, and that's with Mr. Bisky. He said he wanted to see playoff numbers. His first playoff game in 2018, he threw for 303 yards and a touchdown. Well, I test, let's, let's, please. I test. All right, that Cuss got that's the eye test. He won a division that year too. He won. He won. He won. He won, he won Aaron Rodgers' division that year before he got hurt. <laughs> Is Dak Prescott that dude? No, he's not. I don't care about stats. I'm talking about eye test with your own two eyes. Does that look like a starter to you, Coach? Does that look like a starter to you? Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank Lil, you. Lil, Lil, and Lil, there's one thing that you always preach: no, 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 risk it, no biscuit, right? So thank you. I, I, I don't risk I it with bums. Yes. Oh, I would not mind spending twenty million on Mitchell. Uh, Trubisky on that one year. Thank you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Look, number one, Brian Dable. You know, you saw what he did in Buffalo. You saw the development. Of Jones. Huh? Oh huh? my God. Number Look two, Jones. Number two, it brings competition to New York now. So now, like, what's his name? Daniel Jones don't have the keys to the starting quarterback position. Now I say he has to prove it. Not yeah, I, I was gonna say pre-season. he won't have the keys. He won't have the keys if he can't do anything this year. There you go. He'll, he'll, he'll be out the door. Number three, Mitchell Trubisky spent a year in Buffalo, so he knows the system. And just like what Jimmy said, he he went against that defense, that that number one ranked defense in practice day in and day out. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so in other words, like he's familiar. He likes for mirror in in tough in tough situations. Okay, so I do believe that bringing in Trubisky to New York not only enhanced competition, but also too is going to bring it's going to bring um bring situations where let's just say if Darren Jones don't perform at the high level, you know you bring in Trubisky. You saw you saw what happened. You've seen situations where like you know quarterbacks come in, you know former like started quarterbacks come in and they you know they enhance a team winning record. Tannehill. He took over Mariota's record. I um, mean, took took over Mariota's starting job. What happened? Boom! They end up being a playoff team. Do, do, I'm not saying you know the Giants going to be contenders. I'm not saying the Giants going to win the division. But in, a, in in other words, I do believe that the Giants will have a better season with Mitchell Trubisky than what they did with Daniel Jones the past four years. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like the, the, the main the main argument you, you, you're acting as if I'm saying that all oh, the Giants are automatically Super Bowl contenders with Trubisky. No. Hell no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, saying that, that they they could they're go, they're not making the playoffs. They are not making the playoffs this year. Clear, Absolutely clear, not. But am clear. I but am I going to sit here and say that they could possibly win six or seven games? Yes. Hell freaking yes, they can. All, I'm, that all I'm saying, all I'm saying, right, is that. Yes, you can go by the numbers if you want, right? Everybody want to pick up numbers. Like, numbers mean everything. <laughs> Trubisky, yeah, 29 and 21 as a starter, right? 37 interceptions, 87.2 passer rating. I get it, right? But Chicago had one of the best defenses in the league at that time when he was right. on that team. The defense right. was in his prime. And that defense, from my eye test, when I watched that game or the, those games, thought that team was good enough to bring that team to the playoffs. Had Mr. Trubisky made some plays? Of course you're going to make some plays if you're starting every single game. You're going to make a play. You're not going to throw an exception every play. You want to have some flashes. we be like, oh, okay, I see something. And then where we test to see if you're really starting quarterback or not, you know what we value that and how we value that and how we determine that? In late game situations, crucial situations, playoffs. That's how we determine if you're a starting quarterback. 
and I have not seen nothing in those situations that has told me or signified to me that he's a starting quarterback. So what I'm saying is I'm not about to pay 15, 20 million dollars for a backup quarterback not guaranteed to start when I have so many holes on the team that needs to be addressed when I could eventually move on from Daniel Jones in the future and get me a starting quarterback for this team. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, so, so let me ask you this. For, for, forget Mitchell Trubisky for a second. Who would you want the Giants to get? Yes. Well, depending on their record, depending on where they are in the draft, find the quarterback. Because they need so, so, wait, oh, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Hold, time out. So, you would rather them risk drafting a quarterback again and have they them might not, they might not Daniel Jones? No, they might not draft a quarterback this year. They might not. They're probably not going to draft a quarterback this year. You go into this season, you address your needs. What's wrong with rebuilding? You're rebuilding. The Giants for so long has hovered around, oh, we trying to contend, we trying to rebuild. Last year, the moves that they made during free agency, that's not a rebuilding mindset. That's all okay, we can contend. Well, no, no, we Leo, believe Leo, we can I'll contend. Give you that. Leo, right? Leo, so they I, need, I, to, I'll, I'll they need to choose. They need to choose. They need to say, listen, are we trying to add to the roster and compete for a championship? Because that's what they showed us. They, their mindset was. Clearly, it wasn't. So that's wasted money. Now you got to cut guys and things of that nature. Now you have to realize that we are a rebuilding team. There's no such thing as in the middle. You're rebuilding or you're contending. They're not contending. They're rebuilding. Throw Daniel Jones out there. Keep on adding to the roster. And then later on, find your quarterback and try to contend. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean... Come on, so, bro. Go, 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 go ahead, coach. You go know ahead, in your heart that's a good point. You know in the heart. It, you it, know it, you it, see it. these giants. <laughs> I don't disagree with that, but my main thing for the Giants in this draft, I'll let you go in a sec, Zay, I apologize. The main thing in this draft is that they, they need to go O-line. They, they absolutely need to go O-line. Forget everything else. As much as they need everything, they need to rebuild that O-line so that wh whoever is starting for the Giants has a chance to do something. There you go. Forget the fact that Mitch Trubisky may not even be on the Giants. Any starting quarterback would be good with a decent offensive line. If the Giants can do that, now we're getting places. We had it for time. Say, take us home. Real quick, man. And I think this is the most important thing because the Giants getting Mitch Trubisky, it doesn't be like Lil said. You know, it's not the future. It's not the franchise. It's kind of a temporary installment to whatever they're trying to do in New York. And I understand that. But you're bringing in a guy who knows the system and un under the coach that they currently have. That's something you should do and something that it makes most sense because this guy knows the system. You also get the players involved quicker when the quarterback already knows the system. The guys already know the system and maybe they click and sell them. Is it going to be a division winner? No, it's not. No. The Giants are far, far away from any kind of contingency from the contingency for the, for the team. So, exactly. uh, Mr. Bisky makes sense for this guy. Um, for his team, um, for competitive reasons, but if not, watch him go to the Steelers and watch him go to the playoffs because that's what's gonna wind up happening <laughs> when he goes to Pittsburgh, going to the playoffs. I'm telling you this now, though. If Mr. Bisky gets signed to the Pittsburgh Steelers, they are going to the playoffs, and you hear it here first. I, 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 I have to agree with you. 
You forgot about Lamar Jackson. You forgot about Joe Burrow. You forgot about a t- talented Browns team despite the quarterback. Yeah, I'm not buying it. You can miss me with that, and you can miss me with the left foot like Mike Tyson, too, brother, because I am not buying that, and I damn sure so. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another Man. episode of In the Huddle. I got to get out of here. You got Cass over here telling me that Mr. Biscuit's a starting quarterback, and I said, I got to go. My day is over. Fellas, I hope y'all had a good time here on this show, the baby with me, and I, I can't wait to get back into it with y'all fellas again, man. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. You as well, my boy. Yeah, always, always a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dig, dig.